Hello and welcome. These are the podcasts of The Catholic Thing. The Catholic Thing is a daily column series uh, that arrives 365 days a year at six o'clock in the morning, Eastern time, all over the world. So if you haven't already subscribed to The Catholic Thing, please do so. You can do so for free by going to www.thecatholicthing.org and entering a little bit of information. I want to say again, it's free. And you'll receive that every day, and I think you'll be delighted with the information that you receive from our very distinguished writers. We have with us today in uh, this podcast uh, an old friend of ours who's written for the Catholic Thing a few times, um, Patrick Riley, who is the president of the Cardinal Newman Society. Uh, there you are, Patrick. Good to see you. Good to see um, you. We, we're recording on February 1st, which some might call February Fool's Day, but it, it happens to be the Thursday in Catholic Schools Week. And so we thought it would be interesting to go to the leader of one of the leaders in Catholic education, um, Patrick, who's the president of the Cardinal Newman Society. So Patrick, welcome. Um, I'd like to start yeah. out by just asking you briefly to tell people what the Cardinal Newman Society is and what it does. Lots of our viewers and listeners will know that, but for the sake of those that don't, um, I think it would be good for you to just lay out what this extraordinary thing that you've been doing now for many years. Sure, sure. It, it is extraordinary um, and something that I'm just delighted to be a part of. Um, the, the Cardinal Newman Society, we just celebrated our 30th anniversary. Our mission is to promote and defend faithful Catholic education. A lot of loaded words there. We, we focus on trying to uphold high standards of faithful Catholic education, identify and recognize those institutions that meet those standards, uh, to help families identify them, and also to hold up models for a renewal of Catholic education. Um, and also uh, to sort of build a movement of parents, of educators, uh, who are committed to building up, or you might say rebuilding, a strong, faithful core of Catholic education. And that runs across all levels of Catholic education. We started in higher education. We now work in elementary, secondary uh, colleges, and even graduate programs we are now recognizing with our Newman Guide. And so um, it's, been a, it's just been a great and extraordinary experience for me be a part of this renewal. There's so much happening across the church, and we think that it is one of the, the brightest lights uh, today amid so much darkness in uh, our culture and even within the church. And so uh, it's very exciting to be a part of something that really is moving forward uh, quickly with a strong uh, core, at least, building up of good, strong, faithful schools, colleges, graduate programs. Yeah, I think what you're doing is essential, and you, along with many collaborators, of course, um, and not only for the renewal of the church. I think that the world desperately needs Catholic education. That what is happening in education in general is such a tragedy, uh, both on the side of religion and on the side of what you might just call reason, both faith and reason. But right. let and me if ask I, you a question. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. sorry, sorry. Now, if I could just add, you know, we took our inspiration in 1993 from St. John Paul II and his ex corde ecclesiae. But um, John Paul II, of course, is known for launching this whole new evangelization. And he himself said that Catholic education holds pride of place 
within that new evangelization. The church has always said that Catholic education is, uh, is key to the evangelization of the church. And so the renewal of the church, the renewal of culture, all come back to this renewal of Catholic education. And so that's why we think it's so very, very important. Why did your, your group pick the name Cardinal Newman Society? What was it particularly about Newman? I love Newman and uh, we've got a course on Newman, the Catholic thing. But I'm curious, 30 years ago, why Newman of all of the possible choices? Well, uh, Newman's vision for Catholic education outlined in his idea of a university, which is a classic work, often misunderstood, but very, very important argument for faithful Catholic higher education. And a lot of people aren't as aware in the United States of uh, Newman's many, many years throughout his Catholic period after his conversion of uh, being involved with elementary and secondary education and his vision for that is equally as important. And so we draw on his vision for Catholic education. But I would also say, you know, Newman was recently canonized, one of our most recently canonized saints. And he is in many ways, I think, a great saint for our times, um, in part because of, of just the brilliance of his writings on so many things, including development of doctrine, which I know you're focusing heavily on in your, your course. Um, and for Catholic education and his battles with uh, so-called liberalism within the Catholic Church and relativism. Um, but in addition to that, simply the period in which he lived, I think, is reflective in many ways of the period in which we live. You know, he was in mid-19th century England, coming out of uh, more than 300 years of suppression of the church. And although we haven't had that open suppression of the church in the United States, Really, the Catholics have have long been considered sort of the, you know, the 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 cousin from far away who came in and reigned on the parade of the of a Protestant America. And our history and our culture is very much built upon Protestantism. And today, we're seeing a backlash against the Church and our moral teachings because of the collapse of the culture in America. And we're seeing a great challenge to the religious freedom of Catholics and of Catholic institutions. And so much let of what me, let, me, with... let me just stop, let me stop you there because these challenges are things that I, I think we want to dig down into a little, sure. a little bit. Let's talk specifically about what those uh, those are. I mean, I think a lot of us know that there's a, there's a challenge to religious liberty. There certainly is, it certainly is a lot of not only post-Christianity, but I think even anti-Christianity in the education world. But some of that is even, it seems to me, infiltrated into the Catholic schoolings, schools and universities themselves. I mean, we built in this country, our forefathers and foremothers built this massive network of Catholic schools as an alternative to the public schools in the United States, serving millions, even today, serving millions of people. And yet it would be difficult to say that the formation of Catholics in the United States, which is still probably better than most countries, is robust. So dig down into those challenges more specifically a bit for us, if you would. Right. Yeah. The, the challenges facing Catholic education are, are very much the challenges facing the church as a whole, right? The infidelity, the lack of, of good formation, the lack of good catechesis, the, uh, the highly secular society in which we live in and the increasing secularism of 
most lay Catholics, the rapid decline in marriages, rapid declines in baptisms. All of these are having a real impact on Catholic education to the point where just in the last uh, little over 50 years, we've lost more than two thirds of enrollment in Catholic elementary and secondary schools, particularly the parochial schools. We are seeing an, an uptick in homeschooling and in independent schools, but of course that's a, a small percentage of what we see in the Catholic parochial schools. And so um, there's been a real decline and you could say that a lot of it is caused by the bigger problems that are facing the church. On the other hand, how did those bigger problems come about within the church? I would argue that, that Catholic education is both to blame as much as it is, as it is a victim of many of these things, because the, the decline of Catholic education in terms of its quality and its Catholic identity, particularly after the, um, you know, the education nuns left or basically abandoned Catholic education, abandoned Catholic families in the late 60s and early 70s, um, we've never really recovered from that. And there's just been a steep decline, uh, both in enrollment and in the, uh, the Catholic identity, the quality of these schools, until I would say the last decade, especially, we've seen a real revival in many dioceses of attention to strong Catholic education in the parochial schools. And of course, as I said, we've seen a, a rapid growth in homeschooling, which uh, has its influence on the schools as well. Uh, and we've had independent schools and we've had just this sort of resurgence of Catholic families taking charge again and saying, we are responsible for the formation of our kids and we're going to make it happen no matter what, even if the, the church's own institutions are failing us. So what advice would you give parents who are looking at a elementary school or have teenagers who are about to go off to college? I mean, you have a whole list of colleges that you um, characterize as faithful, uh, good academic institutions, et cetera. What, what should parents be looking for? Because it's got to start initially with parents. If we're, if we're talking about a broad reconstruction of real Catholic education that's also very good education in, in terms of non-religious subjects, it's gotta be the parents they're gonna pick and choose. Exactly, yeah, and it's not just uh, education per se, it's I think the entire renewal within the church depends so heavily on parents taking up their baptismal promises to form their children in the faith. And um, the we got, even in the heyday of Catholic education, I think there was something troubling that was happening. And that was this development of the, the idea that the church is responsible for raising our children. Um, it is not responsible for raising our children. It is responsible for guiding and assisting parents in the education of their children. But we as parents need to take that responsibility. And uh, the more that happens, the more we will find ways of doing it affordably uh, and doing it much better than has been done in the past. And that's really been the spark of this renewal that's happening now. So I would say to parents, you know, look, certainly look at our Newman Guide. We now recognize schools as well as colleges, graduate programs. Uh, that's just starting, but we have a, a nice list already brewing and we have 
a number of schools and graduate programs that have applied for recognition and we're just going through the process with them. And so, uh, you know, we can certainly recommend good ones, but then look at those models and compare it to what is available to you within your communities. And if none of them provide what you need, then find ways within the home to form your young people in the faith. And that's not just catechesis. It's not just liturgy. It's understanding the world, understanding history, learning how to think and reason and to contemplate the things of God. Um, it goes far beyond catechesis, even though that certainly is, is the heart of a good Catholic education. We're getting near the, 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 near the end of our time. So I want to ask you one last question. Um, you've got a new program about Eucharistic education. Uh, which I, I think is quite interesting because if, if we believe, as Vatican II said, that the Eucharist is the source and summit of the faith and, and of our lives as Christians, the fact that so few Catholics, I mean, large majorities, if truth be told, in, in the United States and probably elsewhere, don't even know what the Eucharist is, mm -hmm. is, a, is a, uh, a scandal. There's no other word for it, I think. So You've got this program in Eucharistic uh, education. What is it and what are you hoping that it will achieve? You know, we have four pillars, um, Eucharistic uh, literacy, meaning you know, cer certain simply understanding literacy, but we're also promoting better Eucharistic devotion through, um, uh, through holy hours, adoration. We're promoting um, stronger liturgies within Catholic education because people got this idea that young people don't want good reverent liturgy, and that's simply not the case. And so we're promoting good reverent liturgy within Catholic education. And then the whole idea of Eucharistic living, that um, if we truly believe that this is the body and blood, soul and divinity of Christ, and we're taking it uh, within us and carrying it with us, we should be living in that way. And so trying to instill that idea in young people. And so the, the whole project is basically we're going out to Catholic schools, Catholic educators at all levels, asking them to find ways, uh, new ways, old ways, uh, bringing back old traditions like uh, Eucharistic processions and other things to try to help young people to better understand the importance of the Eucharist. And of course, Catholic education in its mission begins with the greatest teacher of all, and that is our Rabbi Jesus Christ. And so... Um, the Eucharist is, uh, as your, your writer, David Bonagora, who's serving as one of our uh, fellows for the Eucharistic Education Program, just recently wrote for the Catholic thing, um, the Eucharist is the source and summit of our faith. It's also the source and summit of a truly faithful Catholic education. Good. Um, let me ask you how, if someone is watch, watching this and, or listening and has not previously been in contact with the Cardinal Lumen Society, what's the easiest way for them to get in touch with you and see what you're doing? Uh, I would say go to our website. We have ways of you know, signing up for various mailing lists. Uh, it's cardinalnewmansociety.org. Uh, we have a number of resources available for educators as well as for families. And so... Uh, you know, please visit us and uh, contact us with any questions that you might have. Good. Well, thank you, Patrick, very much. I can't say enough. I think that what you're doing is among the few uh, bright lights that I see in the church and the world these days. And if we are going to recover our civilization and our faith, 
it, it can only be through the, these authentic and creative means that you people are promoting in the Cardinal Newman Society. So thank you very much for thank that you, work. Bob. And also thanks for being with us today. And thank you all who are watching and listening. Um, this series of, pod, of podcasts brought to you by The Catholic Thing is something that we try to do on a regular basis, usually weekly. So keep your eyes out for this again, and we'll look forward to seeing you again next time.